Yes, people, it's episode 201 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? I've had to re-record this, right? Um, basically, what happened was, what happened was, I, I recorded this yesterday, and then I listened back to the audio just to check the volume, you know, just to check the volume, and it was way too quiet. I couldn't hear myself. Like You would have had to have it turned right up and had to be in a room silent. You'd have to be in a monastery. Right to uh, to have heard the podcast I recorded, and I was like, I can't do that. Uh, so even though I didn't actually have much to say, but it was forty minutes of essentially me whispering, and so <laughs> I don't know what happened, but uh, the sound wasn't picked up very well. So I'm doing it again, and I'm just trying to just bash this out, bitch, bash, bosh, get this episode out, and. Um, and see what we're talking about but what's been happening what's been happening this week lockdown's been lifted like the lighthouse family and um we have been out well i've been out i've been out uh soon as the lockdown's lifted i, I eased in didn't go out the first day the second day went football training trained twice blew off the cobwebs pulled my groin slightly but i'm all right fully recovered very recovered. just little little tweak little little tinge little tinge in the twinge twinge in the groin tweaked tweaked the groin um that's what i did but totally fine and um and then friday i went to my uncle's funeral r.i.p to my uncle um it's my it's my auntie's husband but he's my uncle you know there's two categories in it right like that there's people who are your auntie's husband and there's people who are your uncle it's different you know what I mean? Your uncle's girlfriend or your auntie. And he was my uncle. He, he was definitely, most definitely my uncle. has been there way before I was born. Um, and so, yeah, it was, um, it was a sad, sad, uh, sad day. Um, I mean, yeah, there's only 30 of us there at the church and stuff. Um, and 30 of us at the graveside. But no, it was nice. It was nice though. It was as, as funerals go. It it was it was nice. Um, but yeah, man, that's the second funeral I've been to um, this year. Um, so you know, I, I don't why I always judge. You know, weddings and funerals are completely different things. Like I guess the opposite to a funeral is like a birth, um, and the opposite to a wedding is a divorce. But in my head, I always just tie funerals and weddings together. Like, I judge my year on how many weddings or how many funerals I've been to in the year. And 2020 has seen me attend zero weddings and two funerals. Um, so, not good. Whereas 2019, I don't think I attended a funeral. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think I've, I've attended the funeral for a couple of years now when was the last funeral before i mean before this year when was the last funeral i, I went to like, lucky for me yeah i haven't had any family pass passed away i've been invited to a few funerals that i haven't been able to make it to but um yeah i mean i don't think there's any ex-employers listening here where i just like, hey don't tell darren you, you said you was going to someone's funeral when you was off for that friday <laughs> that night no, that that didn't happen, but um, and no, it was good though. It was um, as as funerals go, it was good. And then after that, I uh, went out for a meal, uh, a delicious meal with my wife, 
and um, that was fun going out. It's fun explaining going out for a meal to my friends. I've got some friends who are right boozers. So when they said, what are you doing this week? And I said, going out for a meal. They're like, oh, right, wicked. So, like, so you're about to get your drink in then. And I was like, uh, no, we're going out for a meal to uh, to actually eat food. They, they seem baffled. They're like, you what? I was like, yeah, no, that's that's what I'm going out for a meal for, to eat food. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to work the system so I can get a pint down. No, no, I'm literally going out for something to eat. Because that law, you know, where you need a substantial meal to have a drink, you know, that that... That law is there so restaurants can operate, not for pubs to then just start serving food. And that's exactly what happened on Saturday. I won't say the name of the pub. I don't want to bait them up because I want them to stay operating. I like their ingenuity. But the fact that they started serving Irish stew, which was a compulsory purchase. As soon as you come in there, you need to buy some Irish stew, mate. Two pounds for this Irish stew that came in a polystyrene bowl and a plastic spoon. That was your substantial meal. Um, I didn't have any of it, not a sip. As it gave you some bread with it as well, which was a, it was a nice touch. But my reason for um, eating it, well, it's down, it's because what you're prejudiced against Irish food. No, well, it's because it was made by white people. You don't think it's seasoned? No, that's no, none of that. So what is it, Darren? Why didn't you eat any of this Irish stew? It's because this establishment, for me, from what I saw, didn't even have a kitchen. So I don't know where this stew came from. You know what I mean? I don't know if they had it on the pump. You know I mean, what would you like, mate? Pint of Stella, you? Pint of Guinness? I mean, pint of Irish stew. Just, you know, <laughs> just pulling it out the pump. I don't, I'm not sure where it came from. But um, I was like, no, not today. You know what I mean? Come out to avoid coronavirus and end up getting food poisoned. Nah, there's, there's no need. You know, it was just there. It was, it was ceremonial, this stew. It was, you know what I mean? It was, it was decorative. <laughs> you don't eat the flowers in the middle of your table. That's what the stew was there for. Stew was there so I could sit down in the pub. But um, I had a gig on, on Saturday. That's what they did to make the gig run. It was it's just a pub. They got the stew going. And um, before then, I was out on my haircut. So I didn't look like I'd just been indoors for four weeks without any kind of, you know, grooming, which was exactly the case. And, um, yeah, it's down there. That was actually really funny, actually, being in the barbers. So, you know, shout out to uh, the guys down at Slider Cuts. That's my that's my barbers. I go there now. Uh, I never used to go there. Um, I went there before my wedding because they are a bit pricey. But what I like about them, even though I have to pay the money, is that you can actually book, Okay. I've, I'll pay the extra to know that when I turn up at that time, there isn't going to be a man there flipping, eating, eating some curry goat. I'll be like, I'll soon come. I'll cut you in a bit. And I'm sat there waiting for him to finish his lunch, only for me to get up and get to go into the chair, for someone to walk through the door and my barber look at me and go, listen, yeah, listen, this, this guy here, he's, he's meant I need to just cut him, then I'm cutting you. No, I can't can't have any of that. Fuck that. And um, yeah, so I've started just going there now because I just time is of the essence, and I just can't have my time wasted being sat in barbers. The the final straw was the barber I used to go to in Finchley Park, right? Um, Eritrean guys used to cut my hair. Would have loved to have gone there because they're Arsenal fans. We've been hilarious to go there this weekend. But anyway, we'll get onto that in a bit. But Last time I went there, I called, I took the guy's number, 
messaged him the day before saying hey are you in on saturday what times are you free would you be free around two o'clock no reply no reply yeah and then um guess what happens no reply at all then it gets to remember i said for two o'clock this guy calls me at quarters of three and says doing a couple of three o'clock no no i don't mate why because i'm in dalston and you want to finish me park and uh, no just no for the principal so yes that's why i go to slider cuts but i was in there uh my barber is someone who i've actually known for years actually i've known him for years and he just happens to be in this barber shop so i was like do what you're my barber you used to cut my hair in harlow and now you're down in in uh in hoxton it's, it's a it's a romantic barber story for a guy like me who's such a whore with barbers i've now been reunited with my barber from my childhood <laughs> oh dear but um so i was in there they were having this debate about um about sperm donation right it's really interesting actually well just it spiraled out of this first actually being a guy and finding out that uh your child's not yours that was the first debate uh, one guy said that if that was the case um he's causing maximum damage He's killing both the kid and the woman. I was like, okay, that's wild. But um, <laughs> he's like, no, there's it's just maximum devastation happening. Uh, I was like, that's, that's why I goes, no one's having any joy. <laughs> I was like, wow, hope that never happens to you. Um, but then they started talking about donating sperm. And one of them said, would you donate sperm? If your sister was a lesbian, would you donate sperm to for her? and her partner so it's your sperm and her partner's egg so obviously the kids now got the sister's got you know some of the same genes as the sister and whatever so there is debating it some people's like yeah um why wouldn't you you know like, why wouldn't you do that you know that's your that's your family and stuff and uh and i was of the thing of going yeah no i hear that i hear that's your family but imagine if you donated your sperm to your sister and then you don't have kids eventually. Like you don't have kids already. And then you struggle to have kids. And then you've got that child there. That's technically biologically half yours. Go and be techie in it. What about when that person is disciplining your child? Not It's not your child. Discipline their child in a way that you don't seem. You don't think right. Or they're treating them in a way that you don't think right. What are you going to do? Do you have to be uncle? So it was, it was an interesting chat. It was, it was really cool, actually. Um, everyone's debate. Most people said they would don't they would uh, they would want to, but they just know they couldn't. Other people said, like, oh, "Of course I would. That'd be great. That'd be wicked." But it's be weird, right? Donating sperm to someone so close. I don't know if, if everyone's ever done it. I want I want to talk about because that's interesting. That's interesting to me. But yeah, we was having that chat in the barbers. Yeah, yeah, barber barber shop chat goes goes left, right, set. It goes all over the place. But no, it was good. Then, um, yeah, we met my mates for lunch. We actually sat outside for lunch. And it got cold. It got cold real quick. Like, these rules, I think you're going to see a lot of rule breaking. Because we tried to abide by these rules and the back of my throat is was a bit sore when I got in. Because it was cold. That air was cutting. We, even though we sat outside heaters, no, 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 no. 
because the UK, when the UK gets hot, it gets hot. And when it gets cold, it gets cold. And it was cutting. It was cutting, man. I literally sat in my car. As soon as I got back to my car, I just turned all the heating up. I was like, this is cold out here, man. It was horrible. It's horrible. So we tried to stay outside. We met at half one, sat at our table till about quarter past four, which is a good effort considering the table. You only meant to have the table for two hours. So we did pretty well. They got an extra 45 minutes in. And then, um, yeah, they wanted that table back. And we tried to walk around. We considered going to a pub. And we was like, but none of us could possibly eat. <laughs> so, you know, to validate staying in a pub. So that got taken off the table. Thought, let's go grab a coffee. We could sit down and grab a coffee. There was no seat in any coffee shops. So we was like, let's just go home. And that's where I headed up to the gig. And then Sunday. Then Sunday. What I did, um, watching The Crown over my wife's shoulder, because that's what I like to do. She watches TV shows. Um, she picks good TV shows without me, purely because she's held it against me that one time we watched a show together and I raced off ahead of her. So basically what it is with me, right, obviously I used to commute to work. You know, back in the olden days when we weren't locked in. I had more time to, but um, not that I had more time. I had set times where I had nothing else to do. So if it's on Netflix, I'll download a show, watch it on my commute in, and then watch an episode on my commute back. So now I'm two episodes ahead of her. Now I say if I don't do that, I have to wait for her to watch it. And then guess what? Guess what she did? She would just, I'll wait to watch it with her. She'll just fall asleep. She'll bloody fall asleep while I'm watching it. And then we'll get out of sync anyway. So I was like, do what? This show's too sick. All, all the episodes are out. I'm just going to watch it. Then sometimes what would end up happening is, you know, we'll catch up. Like, oh, what episode are you on? I'm on episode six. What about you? I'm on five. He's like, all right. When are you going to watch episode seven? So like, uh, I don't know yet. He said, all right, let me just watch episode six. I'll catch up with you. That's that's how we watch shows together. But The Crown... She's she's just been watching that way more than I could possibly try to keep up with. So I just because in each episode is like quite separate, I just watch I just sit down and watch whichever episode she's watching. But what's funny about watching the crown with her over her shoulder is uh one, she knows very little about the royal family. Like I didn't realise how much I know about the royal family or how much my mum knows about the royal family that I just grew up with lots of knowledge about the royal family. Now, I just thought it's just general knowledge. Everyone knows this. You're in the UK, so you know this stuff. But it seems like my mum may have been some kind of secret or unknowing royal historian. <laughs> like, she just knows everything. She knows, like, whose kids and what. And she has no interest. Like, if you ask her, do you like the royal family? She's like, no, I only like Diana. Typical Jamaican. I only like Diana. And then she, obviously she likes Diana's kids. Um... That's it. I don't think she minds Charles too much. She doesn't like Camilla. <laughs> um, she doesn't like Camilla, no. No, 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 not at all. But, um, yeah, so, anyway. So, we'll be watching... I'm watching The Crown over her shoulder. And I'll just say something, which I think is just current not, it's current knowledge. Like, we was watching one of the episodes. And I just start talking about Prince Andrew. And she's like, who's that? I go, oh, the Queen's third child. She said, oh, she just spoiled for me. I said, spoiled what for you? She goes, I didn't know they had a third child. I said, like, what do you mean? She's like, the episode I'm watching, they've only got two kids. And I was like, oh. Yeah, well, 
I mean, he he's alive now, you know, like they're all alive. And she's like, yeah, but I don't know that. So you spoiled it for me. And I was like, how? Um, these are these aren't spoilers. <laughs> me telling you how many kids the Queen's got is not a spoiler. Like these are current facts. And uh, I'm always going back and forth about whether it's spoiled the show or not. Um, like another episode she's watching where um, where Charles goes to some school in Scotland. And then he had a really bad time and she goes, yeah, it said at the end that his children um, then went to Eton. And I was like, I know, like everyone knows Prince William and Prince Harry went to Eton. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> but then, um, and we was going back and forth where it spoils the show. And I was going, look, the show's written in a way that they expect you to know these things. It's like how a joke works, like, or how any cob- any show works, like, especially a joke we rely on the audience to know certain things so the joke works as an actual device i mean like if i this isn't a joke but if i was to say you know i saw a duck i mean i saw a duck eating a, a cow right that's absurd but it's only absurd if you know that ducks don't eat cows but i've had to assume you don't know that you know that if you don't know that, and I say, oh, it's all a duck eating a cow, you're going, okay, and what happened next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you rely on the audience knowing some things. I remember, we was going back and forth about this. And her point was, okay, it doesn't matter if it's factual. I didn't know, and I didn't want to know, and you spoiled it for me. I go, yeah, because, okay, next time you're watching Match of the Day, and you don't know the score, I'm just going to tell you the score. I'm just going to tell you who scored. But it doesn't matter, remember, Darren, because it's already happened. And I was like, um, shut up. Because <laughs> it was a solid point. It was a good point. I was like, ah, fair play. Touche. Touche. So to stop myself from uh, distracting, I went shopping. I went to Tesco and I went shopping. Um, I think Tesco is one of the shops I was meant to boycott, right? Were we meant to boycott Tesco? Because they cut some black people out of the advert. I think I was meant to do that. But no, it's my nearest supermarket. And I like the quality of its products. So that's the lesson in that story there. Um, had shopping under pressure. Shopping under real pressure. It shuts at 4pm. And I got in there at quarter past three. No messing about. Bish, bash, bosh, in, out. I know which aisle I'm going to. Get out of my way. You know what I mean? That's what I was did. Got in there, got out. And um, then got in to watch football. Ah, come on, guys. Got 19 minutes into this. And I didn't even mention, I haven't mentioned how Tottenham are currently on top of the league because they beat Arsenal Football Club 2-0. Um, and it's kind of sent Arsenal fans into a real meltdown. Like, this meltdown's bigger than the North London derby. Like, pe- like Arsenal fans haven't even said anything disrespectful about Tottenham. That's when I knew it was bad. Like, it, it's just been uh, an, uh, a post-mortem on their own club. Just like, guys, this is where our club is. What's the issue with us? This is crap. It's not good enough. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just been tears, just red tears. Um, and I hope you guys are okay. Like, seriously, it's only football. It doesn't matter that much, you know? Um, so I need to send this text back. It's 
Yeah, so, um, hey guys, don't worry about it, it's just football, you know, you're, you're a very successful football club, um, you're the third most successful football club in England's history, and so don't, don't worry about it, yeah, you know, don't, don't, don't worry about it, you, you're gonna go through these blips, and you're gonna be good again sometime, when that'll be, don't know, but is this your worst start in over 30 years, yeah, but it doesn't matter, because you'll be good again. You're, you're Arsenal. You know, you'll probably still end up winning the FA Cup somehow this year. So, and Arteta will keep his job. So, you know, you know what I mean? Just just chill. Just chill. But the game was fun though, right? I think so. I enjoyed it. I think we had three shots on target. Two goals. Yeah, man. I think you only had two shots on target, to be fair. But you had a lot of shots off target do you know what i can feel the arsenal fans getting too enraged just listening to this pod so we'll, we'll change we'll change the topic all right but um yeah it was it was good counter-attack though i'll say that thomas Partey trying to walk off the pitch ah oh, dear I, got, <laughs> I actually got kicked out of my whatsapp group <laughs> all i said was football that's all i wrote i didn't even say anything about arsenal tottenham and the admin of the group, who's my friend, he's an Arsenal fan. And he just kicked me out of the WhatsApp group. He hasn't added me back in yet. And what it is, is the longer I'm out of the group, the funnier it is. Because the more upset he'll be. Um, but I don't mind. And I think he knows I don't mind not being in the group. And also he's kicked me out of the group because he knows he can't ban me when it comes to football. Because um, I just don't bite. I just don't bite. So, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from football. And what else has happened this week? Um, so let uh, implementation. Uh, um, there you go. Bow bow. Cool. Set. Right. Um, right. What am I talking about? Yeah. So I saw some new stuff I wanted to talk about, but did I click on the link and save it? Um, yeah, alright, so I haven't got any serious news that's caught my attention this week, but I've got some fun news that's made me laugh when I saw it. Uh, I saw this article from two days ago, leg lengthening, the people having surgery to be a bit taller. Yeah, you heard me. You bloody heard me. Um, they've got an image of this guy, Sam underwent surgery in 2015, going from five foot four to five foot seven are you nuts five foot seven that is that is remarkable <laughs> listen each year hundreds of people around the world are opting for long often painful surgery to extend their legs um, in a bid to make themselves a few inches taller but the complex procedure isn't without risks and health experts say some are being left with long-term problems i bet i bet they are um i can't read all of this but that what they do, I think they break the femur and extend it, which just sounds dreadful. Yeah, they've got these metal rods in, uh, I don't know. Let's see. 
Let's just read the first bit anyway, the opening bit. Sam Beck was the tallest kid in, in his middle school, but by the end of high school, his peers had left him behind. When I went to college, I noticed I was shorter than a lot of the guys and even the girls. He says it does affect your life. Honestly, women generally don't date guys that are shorter than them. The hardest thing was sometimes feeling like I won't be able to find a wife. Sam, now 30, from New York, hoped that he might still grow, though his heart Though in his heart, he knew he had reached his full adult height. I always thought that being tall and being successful were linked. I had to come up with my own solution. This is nuts. This is bloody nuts. Uh, will I be able to walk? Sam researched these options, but was unconvinced by temporary fixes like shoe lifts and stretching exercises. Uh, when he came across leg lengthening, <laughs> wow. The fascination took root. Wow, this is nuts. Following frank conversation with his mother and weighing up the various risks, he decided the answer to his problems lay on the operating table and he went he underwent surgery in twenty fifteen, going from five foot four to five foot seven. I mean five foot four is tiny. But you'd still find girls. And five foot seven isn't tall enough to have legs that might just snap <laughs> at any moment. Jesus. It is nuts. Like, are you able to walk? Can can you run? I need to work out. Yeah, you break both your legs and you have to learn to walk again. Jesus Christ. Um, it's not worth it, surely. It's Fifty grand it costs in the UK. So guys, you do want to get taller. Um, and have to break your legs and learn to walk again just for the sake of three inches to impress uh, women that you haven't even met yet because any woman who knew you before when you were five foot four you're now five seven it's like okay that's weird and hope you know Sam that I just didn't go out for you because I just don't find you physically attractive anyway regardless of your height but cool that you're taller though <laughs> you know what I mean I could tell you're ugly face to face. But um I know it's nuts. It's um that that is crazy. That's unbelievable. But hey, if that's brought you happiness, Shan. If that's brought you happiness, you do that. Um is there anything else that I wanted to talk about from the news? I don't think there is, so we've got to get some dear deirdre. Um and we'll just do that, right? All right, let's go. Dear Deirdre. Right, this is going to be a wild one. I know. This is going to be a wild one. Check this out. Dear Deirdre, I had sex with women at a swinging party. Now I think I might be straight. You what? You what? You bloody what? Um, yeah, I had sex with a couple of women at a swinging party. I'd always believed I was gay, but now I wondered if I'm straight after all. Um, I'm a guy of 35, I've been out since my late teens, my partner and I had been together for almost 5 years, we are very happy and settled, we've always had a good sex life, but everything felt a bit, felt a bit flat, felt a bit flat in the first lockdown, maybe because we were both working from home and had non-existent social lives, a couple we know decided to celebrate the end of lockdown with a swinging party, I mean that's the way to do it right, even socially distanced, because there might be some flipping virus flying around and how do you get over that rule of six don't don't mix your bubbles let's have an orgy 
flipping sex party. I mean, if you're going to break the rules, break them properly, right? I respect it. Don't break the rules in a pathetic way. That, oh, well, oh, wait, gonna see, gonna see one family, then see another. Oh, gonna see both my mum and dad. Oh, no. Break the rules like a nutcase, like these guys. Flipping gender fluid, sexual sexuality fluid, orgy, men, women, gay, straight, mixing it up. Don't you worry about coronavirus here. <laughs> I respect it. We ain't scared. Um, anyway, a couple we know decided to celebrate the end of lockdown with a swinging party where everyone, gay and straight, could let their hair and their inhibitions down. We knew it was breaking the rules on social distancing, but we were prepared to take the risk. Oh, so only the social distancing rules. What, is that under six for you then? Hey, it ain't broken the rule of six. There's only six of us in this orgy. Um, I felt very awkward at first, but after a few drinks, the nerves subsided. There was a woman who caught my eye, and I went over to chat to her. She was around my age and very sexy. I found myself getting aroused. After she made a move on me, we ended up having sex, and it was amazing. I wanted more. <laughs> it's true, you would want more, right? Imagine you've been gay all your life, thinking you were gay, and then you have sex with a woman. You're like, oh my god, what? I mean, I thought I was, I was gay, but I mean... I guess I just liked playing PlayStation with guys. I mean, I thought I thought that may be gay because I like spending so much time with guys and I hated spending time with women growing up. Does uh, that gay? Is that no? Nah, that's, that's what all our straight guys do. We uh, we're straight, but we we spend most of our time with men and we really enjoy our time with men and. That's what we do with all of our times with men. And we only kind of make time to spend time with a handful of women. Uh, we don't really like meeting new women. Um, we like hanging out with cool new men. And then when we go to watch sport, that's with men. And we like watching men do sport as well. Um, but the only women we really hang around with is our mums, sisters, wives, partners and daughters, really. Maybe our partner's friends. And even then... Uh, we want to know if they've got a man, because that's the guy we want to actually spend the time with, their man. But I can see why you thought you were gay, <laughs> if you like doing all of that. But, oh dear. Um, yeah, it was very raunchy and different from anything I'd experienced with my partner. I loved it, and I can't seem to... Uh... Oh wait, shit, I just finished. I wanted more, and she introduced me to a friend who joined us in a threesome. Jesus. I was, it was very raunchy and different from anything I'd experienced in my partner. With my partner, I loved it. I can't seem to get that night out of my head. Since then, I've found myself glancing at women and imagining them in a sexual way. I was so certain of my sexuality, but now I'm beginning to doubt myself. When my partner wants sex, I can hardly get aroused. And when I do, I have to think of him as a woman. Jesus. My partner is back in the workplace now and I've been looking at straight porn while he's out. I don't know what to do. I love him. I don't want to hurt him. My feelings are so confused. I need to know whether it's the same the other way around. You know, like obviously if you're in a straight couple, it's big sensational news if you find out your partner's cheated on you with, with someone of the same sex. Yeah? You know, or they've come out the closet or they're bisexual. Yeah, you because know, if you think of bisexuality in the middle, heterosexuality in one way, homosexuality on the other 
you know, you've come into the middle being bisexual. You may not be fully gay, but you like, you, but you like men. So that's usually quite controversial. Um, that usually hurts a lot, I think, for for women if uh, if a woman, if a guy, if their guy cheats them with another man. But well, no, does it work the other way around? If you're in a homosexual relationship, you've always thought your partner's uh, gay. Uh, you definitely didn't think they were doing it for a laugh or to go through a phase because you know you know some women do that just like yeah I was 21 and I was gay clubbing and now I'm going through a phase you know and that can happen and we as a society we're way more accepting of that so okay that's kind of cool um, so it's like how does it work the other way are gay people more hurt by that you know what I mean? That's crazy. Because I can imagine the dynamics are stereotypically a gay man might have a lot of female friends. And that's not a big deal. Because, hey, you ain't going to do anything with them. Does it now make you like a bit suspicious? Like all that time you thought he was hanging out with these girls. You was actually scared of hanging out with other gay guys. And now he's hanging out with girls. And they think, whoa, was he smashing these women all this time? That is nuts. It's crazy, right? I don't know. But my advice to you would be this, Sean. You, um, I guess you got to come out of the, the straight closet <laughs> to your partner, if that's what you've been thinking, and work that shit out, because um, you're going to hurt him more in the long run, right? Definitely. Definitely going to hurt him more in the long run. All right, one more, last one, and then that's be the end of the pod, because I've been chatting for ages. Uh, let's see. Let's, uh, let's put a smile on it. So, right. So, um, third wheel. My friend has started flirting with a guy... I like from work and I feel humiliated. Um, I was getting on brilliantly with a guy I met out of work training weekend last year when he invited me up to his hotel room for a drink. He asked my friend to, out of politeness, as she was all over him, giving him a massage and pushing him back on the bed. He loved it. I was so upset that I ran from the room and couldn't bring myself to talk to him the next day. It was humiliating. I'm 27. Uh, wait, so you like this guy, but, oh, and he, how do you know he invited her out of politeness? He might have invited her because he liked her more than you. I know that's harsh, but it may also be the truth. So you may have been the third wheel. How about that? Hey, you may have been the third wheel all the time. I've been there. Not exactly like that, but if you ever felt like, hey. Hey, mate, I'm trying to get with this girl. You're being a cock block. Go away. And, you know, he's like, nah. He's like, mate, go away. I've been, like, trying it with this girl for months. You're being a cock block, mate. Only to find out that <laughs> he is not the cock block. You are. Yeah, I was the cock block. I, I thought, hey, mate, I'm trying to make my move tonight at this party. You're on the stairs talking to her. It's kind of annoying me. You need to move. And I'm kind of looking at her like, are you going to tell this guy to move? Because it seems like he ain't moving. He, he isn't taking the hint. And then I was like, do you know what? I ain't going to embarrass myself or compete. I was to find out to, a week later, 
Facebook status, these two are in a relationship now. I'm like, oh, I thought I was in there. <laughs> I was young. I was young. It's back at uni times. It's hilarious though, right? So that's could have been that could have been happened there. I've seen it. Three of you in a hotel room. And one of you's just like, hey, I'm trying to leave the I'm trying to see if you're leaving the room because I'm trying to stay in the room with this person. And it's like, okay, or we're trying to leave the room and you can stay here. But I feel like you're going to try and come with us. So I ain't really, you know, ah. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. So um, I'm trying to work out, did this, does this girl work with you? Is she your friend from outside of work? I don't know. Anyway, I'm 27. My friend is 29. I'm not very confident of forward with men well there, there's your mistake there not that you're not confident just bringing someone along who's more confident than you you know like imagine me i know my level of football i've just got into a team i've just got into that team this is i've got my position i play i play right back let's say i play right back in this team and then my friend who's not really even interested in football that much but it's a way better right back than me. I invite them to come football training, make the team. And now they start playing, they take my spot. Then I get mad at them for being a better right back than me. I, they, they, hey, you invited them. That's your issue. Know your skill levels. You should know, let me secure this bad first, then I can introduce him. You know what I mean? You can't just be. It's the first time you're chatting and you're kind of flirting. It's like if you're out in a club. And you know that you've seen a girl in a club that I like her. But one of your boys has source. He has chat. He's taller than you. Earns more money than you. <laughs> better looking than you. More muscular than you. Yeah. He's, he's, he's you, but better in, in final form. You don't go, hey, do you want to come and sit at our table and talk to us? No. Isolate her. Block, block off all the attackers. And you just talk to her, build that rapport, get a number, say, hey, do you know what? I'll speak to you later. Don't speak to anyone else tonight, though, yeah? That's what you do. And then you, you have to call and you go sit with your friends and then, you know, you have a drink. Then your mate comes back to the table and goes, hey, mate, I found this girl so fit. Just what? Which, which girl? That one over there. Just got a number. So, oh, man, that was, that was my one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not very confident forward with men, so it was great to have this lovely guy making a beeline for me. My friend is the opposite, and she likes married men. Ah, see, didn't he just just slag her off in front of this guy in it? Just like oh, I'm surprised you like this one. He isn't married. Just drop that bomb, pow. But he won't care if he's just trying to smash. Anyway, I've had to shield these past few months. In that time, I've realised that night still plays on my mind. Um, listen, I don't know what you can do really. Like I said, you just got to move on. They've probably moved on. Um, you know what I mean? He's probably... They've probably already smashed. Like I said, you if you're just picking on that now... That's what I'm saying. It's, it, it's probably already happened. So I'm sorry to break it to you. Your, your, your friendship... Save your friendship by not wanting this guy anymore. Chalk up to the game and be that's it. I mean, I've had that though. I generally have had that, um, where you've you've met a girl, you've met someone, you thought, oh, I think they're like perfect for me, even though you don't even know them really, because you don't know anyone. 
He's like, no, I like this person. They're just my type. And then they go, mm, that's cool, but your friend's my type. <laughs> what you gonna do? But hey, it's what it is. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Um, that's episode 201. I think the volume will be much better on this. So, peace. Oh, and sorry, before I go, check out the Green Room podcast. We've got two episodes up where we've got visuals and stuff. Uh, chatting nonsense. I think we're doing it every two weeks, just for scheduling reasons. Um, so, yeah, that's it. All right, peace. <laughs>